Welcome back to the People of Hitachi podcast. Today we'll be meeting Paul Charles, production manager at Hitachi Rail. Recently featured in Hitachi Europe's new digital content campaign, 24 Hours at the Edge of Rail. We got a real insight into how Hitachi's work digitalizing and electrifying the railways and showcasing some incredible projects across Europe to decarbonize the industry. And of course, the Lumo train fleet is contributing to this. So hi, Paul. Welcome to the podcast today. I look forward to hearing more. So can you start by introducing yourself, please? Yeah, as you say, uh, my name is Paul Charles. I'm currently working as a production manager and I work in Craig and Tinney Depot, which is just a few miles east of the city centre of Edinburgh. I've been a production manager now for four years. Uh, Prior to that, I used to work in a projects role. So I've been working in management for quite a number of years now uh, as a production manager literally changes minute by minute uh, there's no two days are the same uh, and, that, and that's probably why I, I really enjoy the role uh, because it's fully challenges and a lot of time although it's called a production manager it sounds very technical you're doing production but actually it's really about managing people and helping people to uh, get the job done you know in the best way they possibly can whether it's uh, making sure that things are uh, safe for them to do the job or making sure they've got the right tools or the right documentation. And so it's a, it's, a, it's very much a people's people's job. You've got to be a good people person, I think, to do this job. Thank you, Paul. So you work for Hitachi Rail. Um, I wonder, could you explain a bit about Hitachi Rail for any listeners who don't know? Well, Hitachi Rail obviously is a, a, a railway company. We work in the rail industry. And my our specific area is in maintenance. So we uh, maintain Hitachi trains and other uh, suppliers' trains for a whole range of customers, LNER, uh, TransPennine, which is a first group company. And just recently, obviously, as part of the, the recent uh, films that were made, we spoke about the Lumo train that's just been introduced that runs from Edinburgh to London. So at Craig and Tinney Depot, we're in charge of making sure that those trains, uh, when they go out in the morning into service, are safe, they're clean, they're reliable. All the issues of the, the day that maybe have been raised have been uh, reported and repaired, or we at least have a plan to repair them. So, Paul, I wonder if you could tell us a bit about the Lumo trains that are manufactured by Hitachi and mentioned in the campaign. These are 100% electric trains. So could you tell us a bit about these and the team involved? They are a five-car Class 800 train, which is very similar to the LNAR Azuma. And the key difference is that they don't have engines. They only run under the wire, under the OLE, the overhead line equipment. So they are they don't have any, uh, there's no pollutants come out of them. They're not, not got any diesel engines to pollute the atmosphere. They are absolutely clean and quiet. Uh, so the, this is a different concept to Lumo. It's a first group company. But what they've done is they've, they've done something quite different, which is Ryanair. Uh, type of train uh, they keep the price of the tickets really really low they, it's a basic, a very basic service there's no first class 
is completely standard class. Uh, you just you get a a, a, journey, a a train that gets you to where you need to get to at a very very good price, and as such, they've been extremely popular. And the really wonderful thing about Lumo, I think, is that uh, they've actually been able to compete with uh, the airline industry. So this last year, they've actually taken custom from the airlines, and for the first time ever, there's more people travelling by train between Edinburgh and London than actually flying, and a lot of that success is down to not just uh, Lumo, but down to the other train companies as well. But Lumo certainly is a, a huge factor in that in that turnaround. So, Paul, I wonder if we could look at any maybe challenges faced within the project, within the Lumo project, and how the team faced and overcame these. I mean, the, every time we introduce a, a new train into service, it always comes with uh, challenges. It's just because it's new, really. With Lumo, though, we'd introduced so, quite a few fleets off late, the Hull trains, Transpennine fleet, and uh, Zuma. So we had lots of experience of introducing new trains. So uh, pl- how, how long it takes to do an exam, we already knew the exam times. We already knew the types of tooling we'd require. And that was down to the our history of introducing fleets. So I can't think of anything in that caused us any kind of problems when introduced to the Lumos. It did go really, really smoothly. And in fact, I remember at the time thinking, this has went too well. Something's going to happen. It's going to go wrong. But it never has, in truth. Oh, that's, that's great to hear. Certainly was good to be part of it as well. Could you tell us a little bit about the future of this project? And is there a future to the Lumo train fleet? I mean, I've not heard it anything officially or formally uh, i've heard lots of discussion about the possibility of because uh, the trains are five car units so the the zoomers are nine so there's a real potential that the units could be extended so they could uh, uh, first group could buy additional additional carriages for them or they could actually buy more trains as well and because they have been so successful and they are uh, the the ridership is in the 90 percent so it's much much better than the than the, 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 the average through other fleets. Uh, so I think Lumo are seriously looking at, you know, what else they can do to, because they, they want more customers on their trains. And the only way really they can do that now is by either buying more carriages or or buying more trains. Uh, but as such, that is all, I think, being spoke about at different levels throughout our business and through First Group. And obviously, it's so great to hear that this project is contributing to Hitachi's journey to reach net zero. I wonder if we could look at possibly any other exciting projects coming up for Hitachi Rail. Uh, well, I mean, the the Hitachi, like a lot of businesses, is continually uh, looking at our processes, continually looking at uh, how we can make sure that our trains are as reliable and available as possible. So. Lots of people throughout our business and engineering, et cetera, are continually looking at exams, how we can uh, uh, improve our throughput of exams. The, uh, in our depot just now, in Craig and Tinney Depot, we have one one road with a gantry, a gantry that allows us access to the roof, which obviously speeds up uh, the exam. But if we had two gantries, we could even get more exams throughout the, 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 sh- the shed. And that's something that we are... Uh, looking to have in place for next year, for next May, we we're, we're planning to have it in place for. Uh, and this will increase the amount of trains that we can maintain, increase the throughput of the depot. 
and obviously make those uh, trains available to our customers who are obviously desperate to keep those trains in service and earn the money. They want the exam times to be as short as they possibly can. So that's something we're all working on, you know, really all the time. It's not, not something new. We're always looking at tooling and improvements and training uh, and also changes to the infrastructure to make sure that we can make ourselves as efficient as we possibly can. I wonder if we could end the podcast on a bit about you. So what inspires you within your role and maybe your proudest moment working for Hitachi? (laughs) I'm a a great believer in the... uh, and teamwork and uh, that everybody has voice needs to be heard for to be successful. So I think the thing that does really inspire me is speaking to our, our people. Our people are absolutely brilliant. They're really fantastic and they're fully ideas and fully enthusiasm and they want their job to continue and to continue to be successful in this, this depot and this company to continue to be successful. So really the talking to the staff on a daily basis, and that's the beauty, I suppose, of my job. I do get to interact with the staff every single day. Uh, so they're forever coming up with new ideas and uh, it's trying to keep up with those flow of new ideas and those new initiatives and things I just never, ever thought of, you know, never entered my head. And I go, oh my God, that's so simple and so brilliant. Uh, so that's that's brilliant to be part of that. I mean, I've been involved in quite a lot of things over the, the years inside the business and uh from introducing the Class Rate 5 train to ScotRail was a, it was our first introduction in, in this depot in Craig and Tinney. And that was really, really brilliant to be part of uh, from a very, very uh, small beginnings. We, we had a couple of trains in, in Scotland and working through the exam profiles and getting all the tooling in place, getting the guys trained was really brilliant. One thing I, was, I really enjoyed recently was uh, we have a partnership with our local park and uh, it's called Figget Park. It runs next to the depot. So we've been partners with the park and the, the friends of Figget Park, the, the, the group that uh, supply resources and money and everything to the park. So th- this summer past, we built a 230-metre infant cycle track in the park. Uh, the kids in the local area, uh, if it's a busy area east of Edinburgh, so if they're learning to ride a bike, it can be quite tricky finding roads that are quiet. So the uh, families and kids had approached us and says, wouldn't it be possible for us to build a, a cycle park in the path, in the park, which we, we, we did. So the guys in the depot volunteered for a couple of days during the really hot summer uh, to, and throughout Hitachi, not just on the depot, but people came from all over Hitachi to volunteer their, their, uh, their, their backs and their hands to dig a, a cycle track. So that was... A, Absolutely fantastic to be involved and really, really pleasing. Thank you so much for your contributions today, Paul. It's been a real insight into what you do, how the Lumo train fleet is contributing to Hitachi's journey to reach net zero. And thank you for listening to the People of Hitachi podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It really helps people to find us. And we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Next time, we'll be talking to Marina Antonova from Global Logic on their Inspiration of the Year Global Award entry, the Next Generation Cryo Console, which was awarded third place this year. See you then.